Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. Like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't got to fuck with me. I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm getting to everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't not They literally get right here. All right, y'all, I am here, and it is Tell the Truth Tuesday, January 30th, almost into February. It feels like this first month of 2018 was like 80 days long. And so today's show is called um, Sponsor or Investor, and I'm going to give a recap of the stuff that I had, you know, going on this week, because I'm sure you guys were on my Instagram at miss.d.scott. It was actually, my page was actually open for the weekend um, because I had some, some things that I needed to do, so I left it open for the weekend just to let people in that normally wouldn't have been able to see. So when I was doing certain tagging and things like that for businesses, uh, one of them being Michelle Visa's Privilege Gallery and Mall, the Troublemaker jacket that you see me had on, I purchased from her store a couple months back to show support and love. Because, you know, we get into this nasty habit of like, yes, sis, that's what's up, sis, salute, but we don't support. We don't spend our money, you know, in our own communities, and nor do we spend it with the small business owner. And so knowing that I know what that goddamn rent is like in the Galleria Mall, you know what I mean? I, obviously, I support it. She just had Janae Aiko in there not that long ago, and she's, you know, she's starting to build a name for herself, so looking forward to working with her on some uh, future things. But so last week there was no show. I was just, like I said, like I was exhausted. I couldn't get it together. There was nothing you know, really that was popping off. So to piggyback off that, I had like a wonderful like seven days. It was so blissful. It was so not this seven days, but last week. It was so peaceful, so calm. And again, you know, I'm always looking for the meaning and everything, you know. And um, I just, I started feeling like, okay, this is the reason. Like everything is cool. We made it to the other side of the rainbow. And then the bullshit starts again, like the, you know, the agitation and the, and it, it just got to a place where just with anybody, you know, I am six months into working six days a week, technically seven days a week, but six days standing up at my job, inhaling what I inhale, doing what I do, you know, my body hurts, I'm tired. You could be fucking 19 years old and do the, well, you can't be 19 to do the job I do, but you could be in your early 20s and doing the job that I do and working it six days a week, nonstop, eight-hour days, you know, for six months is going to wear your ass out. I got sick, you know, I told, I told you about that, and it just it takes 
the body a little bit of time to recover, especially when you're dealing with allergies and now you got your body hurts, your back hurts, everything hurts. It's not because I'm fucking old. I mean, I'm, I'm healthy, but it's just because, like, I'm realizing what I'm doing to my body. I don't have a sitting job. Like, I'm standing up walking at all times. So I needed some self-care days, so I took some days off. My son was actually in a play uh, last week, super excited, super proud of him. He was the second lead in the play, the kids. It was the first combined prep school play my son's been acting he's been doing some things here and there and I don't talk about him much because I try to protect him and protect his energy and you know protect what he has going on and you know he's you know kids are always coming and saying you know well what's my gift or what is my contribution to the world and that's just what kind of kid he is and so I told him I said whatever your gift is it usually comes you know around 12 13 14 it comes around that time by high school you'll know who you are and what you're going to be doing. And you usually don't sway too far from that. I know I didn't. I was always a writer. I was always an actress. I was always dramatic. I was always, you know what I mean, an empath, always somebody looking out for other people. And, you know, I was always a mother even before I had, you know, a child. So that's just, that's what, that's my vibe. That's who I am. So the kids did excellent in the play. Couldn't have been more proud of my son. Um, Actually watching him and realizing that this is literally the best extension of myself that I could have given aside from having a daughter. I mean, that would have just been like emotional overload. I probably would have just passed out. Um, But my son is actually definitely, I'm very proud of him. And so is his father, definitely a representation between the two of us, you know, and the orgulloso, you know, the pride of it all. So, you know, obviously I'm going to do anything that I can to make sure that he's honing in on his craft and making sure that he's comfortable in doing what he does and that he's able to focus on his work, his craft, and school, and not the way that we grew up, which was, you know, we killed a lot of, you know, our parents killed their dreams so that we could live ours. So, you know, we we made it a little bit further than our parents, most of us did. And now, as a parent, I find that certain things that I want to do, I have to kill it. Not my dreams. I'm always going to be living my best life. I'm very fortunate because of my, my parents, my mom, and I made sure, you know, I was okay to be able to do that. Um, but I will sacrifice some things to make sure that he can live out his dream and not have to worry about choosing between am I going to go to this class or am I going to go to work and make money so I can pay my rent? You know, am I going to eat today or am I going to use this money to buy my books? because my financial aid didn't come in yet, you know, and I just, I don't want him to have to make those type of decisions, you know. Am I going to hang out with this guy a little bit longer because, you know, he likes to buy me pizza and lets me take home the leftovers? Like, that's the college struggle, you know what I mean? Like, you're you up here pimping for food, you know, and it doesn't change much when you get older either. You like shit. Am I going to eat my food or am I going to go, you know, let somebody pay for it? So this brings me to the name of the show, which is Sponsor or Investor. Now, when you run a business, um, one of the reasons why you don't really see me advertising too much about my business is because, you know, first of all, I don't, I don't have to. When I choose to, trust me, it'll be full-fledged, and you have to be prepared for that. You know, you have to be prepared for the minute that you start posting and then you have all these Instagram pages which are different, you know, brands and logos on it that – you know, you're going to get followers, you're going to get orders, you're going to get this. And you have to be mentally prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for that because I was dealing with some other hardships that were going on in my life. So whatever happened with the websites or whatever, whatever, my business, you know, okay, we did good. We did all right. We did all right for sales. Now it's tax time. Y'all know I ain't filing till shit when I can. Mm. Mm. So 
I was having a conversation with a fellow business owner, and um, he was talking about he's getting ready to do a collaboration. He's already in a collaboration right now with Puma because he owns a bunch of um, studios, like where they do martial arts and shit like that. And we're, see, this is what I'm trying to say, like about the people that I'm, you know, privy to know. Is we're not talking about just somebody that's just in there doing karate, like some karate kid type shit. No, 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 no. We're talking about the man that taught his father taught Bruce Lee. So that whole like lineage and the the one inch punch. If you guys are following me on Instagram, that's what he was trying to show me how to do when I popped up at a studio in Hamilton. He also has another studio downtown Toronto. He works with the cult to guys, which is Sergio and them. They all do this fitness circuit thing, and you know what I mean. He just started working with them actually, and it was just weird because it was just it's it's all everything's connected. Everybody's connected some kind of way, you know, and. um he, you know, got property in the Philippines, and he's just, he's doing the damn thing. He tours all over the world, Hong Kong, anywhere from Hong Kong, Seattle, Vancouver. He'll be in Charlotte, like, opening up different schools. And so, you know, to have that kind of energy and somebody that has a contract with Puma solely to do the martial arts gear that they use in his um in his studios, now he's trying to do something a little bit more feminine. So Lulamont, which is, the you know, huge, they, they pretty much have bulletproof, workout leggings pretty much it's bulletproof like you could wash them four million times now they're expensive they're a hundred dollars minimum um for the leggings but it's worth it because you're going to have them for like fucking four years like they won't fray they won't shrink just nothing they're just they got fucking hidden pockets and shit in them shit you didn't even know you needed like oh here's something for a pen you know so he's getting ready to try to do a collaboration with them and he said something very profound he's like you know i'm not um looking for a sponsor, and I'm not looking for an investor. I'm looking for a partner. You know what I mean? He says, I'm not looking for anybody to pour money into my company. I got that. I'm not looking for anybody to find me distribution. I have that. I'm looking for a collaboration, and I'm looking for a partner. And that really stuck out to me because I think that's how I've always ran my brand. Like, you know, I tried to bring people in that said, okay, I want to invest this amount of money. And in my, for me, all you're really doing is paying for a line. You know, that's all I'll really let anybody do. I'm not going to let you pay for overhead. I'm not going to let you pay for the shipping, you know, the people that, you know, that, that take care of the shipping, which is actually not even in state. I'm not going to, you know, say, oh, I need warehouse fees or any of that shit. Like, you could pay for a line to get designed and to get made, and that's about it. Okay, and then I'll, I'll give you, you know, your money back or whatever, whatever. I never was looking for somebody to say, okay, well, here's $100,000. Go get a bus, a tour bus, and show up at, you know what I mean, <laughs> at fucking all-star break and, you know, at the Super Bowl and shit like that. Like, I don't need that kind of publicity because I'm still on the low, and I'm I'm comfortable. I'm okay. So, you know, that really, you know, started making me think about it in relationships. It's kind of like... Maybe that's why I'm having such a difficult time, you know, having to, you know, it's very difficult to explain to somebody who the fuck you are. Because, you know, there's a common phrase, and I posted about it today, that people say, you know, what's understood, what's understood don't need to be spoken, or or what's understood don't need to be explained. And to me, that is the most fucking ridiculous thing I ever heard. It's childish, and that's for motherfucking dudes and females that want to keep motherfuckers a secret. So you basically telling them what's understood don't need to be explained, meaning you're a secret, number one. Um, I don't got to explain to you what's going on because you understand what's going on. And this is how people end up on Snapped. 
okay? See, in a relationship, you can't tell people shit like that. You have to be clear and concise, like, hey, we just fucking, hey, um, I'm just using you. I really just be needing rides to work. You know, shit like that. Hey, I'm just, I'm just here for the, for the food and the free rent. You know, just, just tell the truth. Whereas when you're a partner, it's a situation where you're like, okay, my partner is doing fucked up right now. How can I help? But when I say partner, that means there's no other outside partner. See, that's a lot of men's problems. They want to have four and five partners. I don't have fucking time for that. You know, and then people say, oh, men can't be faithful. Well, you ain't got no choice, really. And, and you know what's crazy is that the people that climb this ladder of, of financial capability, you know, they're so invested in what's my next move. How can I put my family in a situation where they're going to be secure? How can I make my woman happy? How can I make my children happy? I'm not saying there's not time for side bitch or no Nikki on the side, but I'm saying it's, it's really not at the forefront of their membrane. You know, and that, that's a sign of maturity that you can take your ass home at night. You know, that you're not out wearing clothes that look like your little nephew gave them to you when you got out the pen, trying to keep you cool and shit. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're not out here embarrassing yourself or embarrassing your significant other because you're out here being reckless, you know, with motherfuckers that got on, uh, what they call it, the 27-piece wig. Like, you're not doing those things. Because motherfuckers that's busy, they don't really got time to be, you know, worried about what's going on in the streets or what's going on over here. They going to fuck home, you know. And so it was crazy to see this man sit here and tell me, like, you know, he just bought a rice field. Whatever. And when I say he's an Asian, he's an Asian, but don't get it twisted. He's he deep down he's a nickel. You know, he's a nigra. You know what I mean? He's a five percenter, he's somebody that, you know, I respect. And like I said, I've spoke about this man before. You know, this was the first conversation that I had with a man that wasn't trying to cap, wasn't trying to do nothing. He basically was like, Look, you don't need to do it this way. If you do it this way, you could, you know, piggyback off my shipping container. You won't have to pay all them shipping charges. You need to go bigger. This is somebody that's like, you know, if you get the house in Sable in the Philippines, let me know because I got, you know, 165 acres there. But, you know, I could put you D with my family that runs factories outside of Manila that can manufacture your ship for cheap. Like, these are the conversations I'm trying to have. That's fucking attractive to me. You know, what's not attractive is me having to sit down and talk to you like I need the money from my company and I don't. I'm trying to help you. You know, all you're really doing is alleviating stress for me for a two-month period, a 90-day period. And then it's like, okay, here, take your money and and then go. You know, if I was really getting an investor, you're talking about disclosures got to be signed. Like, you know what I mean? You're you're trying to buy into a company. Like, it's too late for all that. I'm good. I built all this for five years by myself, you know, and my supporters and the people, you know, that support my brand. So, you know, it, it brings me into – you know, the bliss that I had all week, everything was great. And then you get to this place where you're just like, I could feel, you know, like the Phil Collins song, I could feel it coming in the air. And it's just like, you're learning your karmic lesson. You're learning about your soul tie. And then when you start to see people around you that are not taking into consideration that they're hurting people or that they're embarrassing their families or they're embarrassing themselves or they're not really being honorable you know, to their families, children included, especially children, you know, because my son is, you know, my, not my world revolves around him, but, I mean, that's that's what I do it for. You know, I don't I do not do it to impress these fake motherfuckers in the street or these, these niggers that, that couldn't care less about if I lived or died tomorrow. I don't, I don't, that's not why I do it. 
everything that I do is to make sure that my son is in a better financial position than I ever was when he gets 21, 22, you know, that he doesn't have a student loan debt, you know, um, that he's able to go and purchase a home if need be, everything I do. My life is planned out years in advance. I could tell you what I'm doing this time in 2019, you know, because this is this is how I have to plan it. And so it went from me being in a situation and want to pop up and make appearances and network to I'm not really going to network with a motherfucker if you can't really help me and I can't help you. Because it's not just about you helping me. I got to be able to help you. So me mm, going to the bar after work, that doesn't really make sense. For what? What are we talking about? I could drink at home. Me going to a club. For what? So I can meet a bunch of people that are going to read my Instagram accounts or my Twitter accounts and think that they know me based on that. And I just posted something else today, as, you know, as women and men as well. We have to stop posting the blueprint to our hearts and to our souls. Like, I don't post pictures of motherfuckers and be like, wow, goals, I wish I had somebody rub my feet or, you know, I wish I had somebody do this for me because I've had it all. But the point is, is that I'm not going to give you the blueprint how to get me. You're going to have to figure it the fuck out on your own. Because what I liked last week, I might not like it this week. Like, I'm on some whole other shit right now. Like, if you're not coming to the table with the table, I don't even want to talk to you. Because I don't need to have conversations with people about how raggedy your table is or if my table is set. Don't ask me nothing about my motherfucking table if you didn't contribute to it. You're not allowed, you know. And... It's refreshing to have conversations with people that are buying rice paddy fields and fucking compounds. And, you know what I mean? It's impressive. You know, when you can't even get somebody to buy you a dozen roses or, you know what I'm saying, a fucking bear. Like, you know what? I got one better. I got one better. You can't even get a motherfucker to apologize and mean the shit. But there's motherfuckers out there that's buying motherfucking compounds and rice paddy fields in the Philippines. <laughs> like, I can't, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a comparison, like, what are we talking about here? And, you know, men, they get into this tricky trap where they always, you know, try to make a woman feel like, you know, oh, all men cheat. And No, just you, my guy, just you. You know, because chances are that if she got with somebody else and they was tired of the games just like she was, perhaps maybe the man ain't going to cheat. He's going to be happy with what the fuck he got, considering that there's super AIDS out there right now. It's not regular AIDS, it's super AIDS. Okay, it's a whole different strain now. Can't even put your mouth on nobody right now without catching some shit. So, you know, it gets into, um, you know, the wonderful week I had and then just watching my son and just making sure that, you know, financially I'm able to be secure with what's going on with him going forward in life. So, you know, I had this great, wonderful week. I was so blessed and so thankful that I was blessed with that week with, you know, with the particular person that I was with. And then it's just like, you know, World War Three happened. And I think that, you know, when you're with somebody and it's not gone past a certain time threshold, you just got to let it go. You know, you I, I don't need any negativity. I don't need, you know, and then you start looking at people's resumes and you're just like, what in the fuck was I thinking about? God damn it, bitch, was you doing bad or bad? Like, what was going on? that you thought that all of this was okay and that it was worth it, because sometimes it is, you know, but then you get to a place when you look at people and then you say, all the, the, the good that you did is now outweighed by the bad, you know, and I'm just like any other woman, 
you know, you 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 be nice to me. You you show me you care. You buy me a little jewelry or you know plan something. These are things that I enjoy. And so I just had a whole week off, you know. And I had you know somebody call me trying to make plans. I'm like, dude, I talked to you at two thirty. It's nine o'clock now. Ain't no plans. I'm over here doing what the fuck I'm doing. You know, I have one. You know, call me at six o'clock. Okay. I normally talk to you during the day. Six o'clock does not work for me because I've already made plans. And then, you know, that's the thing that I tell young women a lot, too. Like, you can't always be available. You can't always let these men pinpoint where the fuck you at all the time. Don't you where you at and what you doing me to fucking death. Because all you doing is trying to pinpoint where the fuck I'm at so you don't run into me. Do you. But just remember that while you doing you, it's you, you, the, you the motherfucker that got the feelings. I don't. You know what I'm saying? People have to take into consideration that when you out trying to hurt somebody's feelings or do whatever it is you're doing, you're the one that's feeling some type of way. I'm not going to feel no type of way. I'm just going to co-sign your behavior and act like you, you know, I don't fuck with you like that or I don't know you. And then I'm going to go on about my business. You just gave me carte blanche. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, I never needed permission to do whatever the fuck I want to do, but I do have certain levels of respect for people that I fuck with, especially, you know, if they're in town or if they're local or in the area. So I'm not going to have, you know, say somebody come in from New York and just traipse them through the city and be disrespectful, knowing that you got friends or you got family members that's going to be around. But now, since everyone's single, right, we can do whatever the fuck we want to do. Right, so we can all be reckless. See, but your reckless and my reckless, my reckless is gonna hurt you. See, because I don't gotta go home with a dude at the end of the night to hurt your motherfucking feelings. Just because it's something that you've never seen before, it's gonna hurt. The fact that I don't fuck with you like I did maybe, you know, a week or two ago, that's gonna hurt. It has to. Because now just like you was breaking pattern, I was breaking pattern. See, I don't need a sponsor and I don't need an investor. I need a partner. And if you can't partner with me, Okay, and be the man that you need to be for me. And see, that's another issue. You guys, you women, you expect that all men, you know, know how to treat you, and some of them don't. There was an excellent, excellent post on uh, A. Nicole's page where she said, how come all toxic people are are attached to devil dicks, basically. And I said, because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, some men are stunted and gross. Some men are really 12 and 13 years old and living in 30 and 40-year-old bodies, and there's no fixing that. You can't. You should give up, send him home to his mother or whatever bishop, you know, been tolerating this shit for however long. You can't do anything with that. You can't fix them. You know, and it's not that they're a lost cause. It's just that their damage is so deep that any love that you show a person like that, they're going to think it's suspicious. You want something from me. You this, you that. You know what I mean? Like, and it just, it gets exhausting. And I, I don't want to be exhausted. I want to be rejuvenated. So now I'm coming into the weekend and I'm like, okay, so I have Friday off, you know, went, had drinks, watched my son's play. That was amazing. Turned in bed quick. Didn't even go out. was tired. I was with my girl. You know what I mean? We went to bed. Saturday comes along. I'm swearing to myself I'm going to go out. I was cute, too. Had on a little gown. Mm. Saturday, we, you know, we went to go eat, took the baby to eat afterwards. It was a whole family thing. My girl was there, whatever. Saturday, I did nothing but sleep. Because people don't realize, like, when you tear your body up like that, it's very difficult. Like, you don't just snap back. Like, you got to just really rush your limbs. You know, let, let shit ride for a minute and then rush your limbs. Saturday I go, I swear to God, I was going to my homeboy's bar that he owns, main place up in um, Buffalo. And I'm like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Even, you know, even sent him a text like, yo, we coming through, whatever. 
9.30, I had to, re, you know, like, erase that text because I wasn't going nowhere. I was exhausted. And I just kept thinking, like, my my fate is always like, damn, if I just wouldn't have took my ass outside or if I would have just made a left instead of a right. So I knew I was going to brunch. Y'all know the notorious La Brunch. Only three in the world, one in Spain, one in France, and one in Toronto. So if you go on Instagram, you hashtag LeBrunch, L-E, brunch, you'll see certain pictures of certain people. So, um, and it's always a good time. So I knew I was going to that. So anything that anybody really did prior to that, you wasn't going to be able to fuck with my energy. There's no way. So I get to brunch. I'm able to, you know, shout out my girl Michelle Visa's, you know, company because I got on her jacket and I found the perfect cat suit and then I got on the Fendi boots and it's just the big red boots. Like, it was just, it was amazing. And one of the best compliments I ever got was walking in and this lady walks up to me because we had a reservation for eight of us. And the lady walks up to me and she says, you know, I, I just, I love your energy. I just love it. I could just feel it. And that makes me feel good. That makes me feel better than being told that I'm pretty. That doesn't really mean anything to me. You know what I mean? But somebody telling me, like, oh, my God, your energy is just so fierce or your energy. And this isn't the first time. So that means I'm obviously on the right path. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So we have a wonderful brunch, and we realize that the Lakers are in town because they're playing Toronto. (laughs) So, of course, we get invited to the party later on, which was private. So get back to the room, you know, start eating, and we're continuously drinking, and we're Snapchatting, and, you know, there's bottles everywhere. It's a mess. And um, once again, the, the fucking itis strikes. We fall asleep. Mm. We don't even make it to the party with the Lakers. Some of the girls left. I stayed overnight with my other little homegirl. And then um, the next morning, now, mind you, this is, this is you know, the spiritual part of the journey. So I kept seeing that there was a um, – gem show in, I think it's Tempe, Arizona. So I don't know nothing about no Christmas, but I'm like, oh, that looks kind of dope just to have, like, in the crib, like, for decoration, whatever, whatever, because I got a specific way that I want my house to look. So as they're, you know, doing the construction. So I see one crystal store, and I was like, uh, I don't want that, because I want to see, like, some big rock formation type shit, because I just want to see if that shit really work, right, because it don't work. That shit don't work, right? So we found a store called Geologic. It's in um, downtown Toronto. It's on Queen Street West, which was ranked one of the top two uh, places to live in Vogue magazine, you know, just up and coming and so on and so forth. So what ends up happening is is that I said, you know what, I haven't been on Queen West. There was another store I wanted to go to, store on Queen. Um, let's just go in there. Dude, I bring the girl with me. I walk up in there, and it literally was like being inside a piece of cake. Like it was like say it was like being inside a piece of like pound cake, like the lemon drip. Like I was so happy. Like I was just I was so happy, and I don't even know what the fuck was going on. So I'm just walking around the store and I'm looking at everything. And you know they always say that like just like spirit, like your stone will attract you. You know like what whatever it is you need is gonna you're gonna be attracted to it. Like so I was trying to do a little mojo bag for my son for protection for him and just picking up smaller stones, you know, on the low end side just to put in a little bag. But super happy I'm there. Dude, and then I, I look at the shelf, because I'm telling you this shit is real. I look at the shelf, nothing shiny about the shit, nothing at all. And I see it looks like almost looks like a light fixture, like a you know, fluorescent light bulb. And I go, what's that? And she's like, selenite, selenite, whatever, selenite. 
So I'm like, well, what does it do? Because I was in there, I was getting ready to get my girlfriend some sage, you know, to sage her crib and shit like that. She had some issues going on, very real issues. Beautiful bundles of sage, by the way, $12 Canadian, $10 American. So I get an abalone shell because they're beautiful, and y'all know I like pearl and mother of pearl and anything to do with a fucking pearl. So abalone shell, obviously there's some type of mollusk in there, and we eat it, and especially the Asians, they eat it, but... Anyway, that shell particularly is used for smudging. But I was like, you know what? So I go and I grab the wand because it looks like a wand. Dude, I just felt like a surge. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to get this. I ain't even looking to see how much this shit costs. I didn't. Mm-mm. I wouldn't have given a fuck because I felt something, like something serious. And, like, when I say I put that one down, went and picked the other one up, no no energy, no vibe at all. It was this particular one. Perfectly, it's at least 13 inches long. It's just, I was like, oh, y'all ain't going to be able to tell me shit now. I got a magic wand. And I was like, do I need to charge this under the moon, whatever? And she's like, actually, that's almost like having sage because it actually is self-cleaning and it cleans the other uh, gems. Say no more. So I'm running around with a motherfucking wand. Can't tell me shit. This morning before I had to go handle my business, I'm sitting there holding it, and I'm realizing it's heating up. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, shit felt hot. So, but I'm setting my intentions on it, getting it, you know, any type of, excuse me, any type of negative energy just off it, right? Because I need need it. I'm going to use it. So I go, I set my intentions on it, and I go, and I get the outcome that I was looking for. I can't make this shit up, like, all within an hour, okay? So now I'm freaked the fuck out. So I call my my crystal girl that's over in uh, D.C., and she's like, girl, this is why this is happening, and this, this, and this. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm on the right path. So, you know, when we get into sponsor or investor, it's important for us to understand that, you know, you invest your time in people, as well. And if I feel like I'm investing time in somebody that wouldn't do the same for me, you have to go. And there are so many situations that happen um, with certain individuals that it's just like, it's very hard. It's not even about forgiving them. It's just like, what was your purpose again? I'm, I'm confused. What is it that you were put on earth to do? Not for me. No, no, no. I want to know what your purpose and your contribution to the world is. Because if we can't have that kind of conversation, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to talk. You know, and I, I just, I don't want to talk. Me right now, I'm more interested in a partner than I am a sponsor and an investor. I can go get some money. I can't always get somebody that's going to have my back 100% at all times. I can't always get somebody that's going to be my biggest cheerleader and I can cheer for him or whatever it is that we're doing. You know, I, I, I can't, you know, invest too much time in somebody that can't lead, the, you know, the state or can't. You know, spend you know spend some quality time with me. I can't invest in that. You know, and this is the other thing I wanted to tell people. I don't give a fuck if you accepted some shit yesterday. Today you don't have to. If I accepted some shit 20 minutes ago, and I feel like because that's how I am. I'm a moon child. Like this is what we do, and this is why motherfuckers be snapping the fuck out because it's like when we're done with you, it's just like you you look disgusting to us. Like you look a fucking mess. You could come in that motherfucker butt ass naked, dripped in edible gold and chocolate, and I wouldn't fucking touch you with someone else's fucking punani. I wouldn't when I don't fuck with you. And what what men also don't understand is they be like, oh. I'm going to just give Denise some time and she'll calm down. No, bitch, you give me some time, I'm being a whole other motherfucking relationship. 
because that's how it goes. You know, if I'm a dude and I meet a female and she only got the one kid, she can't have no more kids, I'm done having kids, right, you know, them. She got her own hair, her own eyebrows. She went to college. She's working, you know, a decent job. She got her business and she's on her hustle. Motherfucker don't even really leave the house. Where is the lie? Where is the flaw in that? There isn't, right? But then if I'm looking at someone else's resume, I'm like, what the f-? Like, girl, you know what I mean? Mm-mm. Tonight's drink courtesy of Ray and Nephew Jamaican Rum. So back to the crystal. So now I'm a believer. So now y'all know I'm online looking for goddamn, you know, different kind of stones and different type of crystals because these are things that make me happy. And so in 2018, even though it's the year of the soldier, you got to do things that make you happy. And, yes, you know, no relationship is perfect where, you know, you guys, like if you didn't argue in your relationship, that motherfucker's a serial killer. He's killing people on the weekends and you don't know about the shit. You know what I mean? And, you know, you, you got to know what type of man you got. A lot of women are out here dating men, and they don't even know what type of fucking man they got. They don't know what they're capable of. There's a lot of men out here dating women, and they don't fucking like women. Oh, you like to fuck us, but you, you don't like women. You don't value women. You don't honor women. And I could tell that by the way you treat your daughter or if you have sisters or if you have little girl cousins and the way you treat your mom. You know, you don't honor women at all. You know, and, and people always get into it and they think it is, it's always about the finances. It's not. But here's what I'm not going to do. If I started a relationship with somebody and they were spoiling me with time and generosity and fuck food, I, I don't need another pancake. I'm good. You know what I mean? But, like, not showing, like, if that's how they started the relationship, like, I was thinking about you today, I got you this. You know, or, hey, check your mailbox. I love something in there for you. Or, hey, here go them flowers that you like, you know. That was $1,000. You know, if you're not doing just, like, the bare minimum just to even, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to invest my time in it at all. I'd rather just cut you off, you know. And then men always say, oh, what do you do? Motherfucker, I do enough. <laughs> I do enough. And in some of the situations I've been in, it's just like, you you going to have to pay for that. Like, you either going to come out of pocket for the shit or there's going to be payment restitution made some type of fucking way. You know, you can't be out here, you know, one with the world and living the way that you want to live and not taking into consideration other people's feelings. So I'm I'm really getting tired, and that's why I'm very proud of A. Nicole for having um, events called A Seat at My Sister's Table where she holds the events in her house in D.C., and then, you know, she has another event going on, I Just Want My People to Heal. And then she has, you know, an 11-year-old son named Kingston who he's a baker. So he literally goes to events with her, and he is selling all his products and sells out every time. Okay, and she's a PhD student, single mom, you know, love her life. So, you know, if if you have these type of people in your life that are willing to take from you, they'll take something, but they're not willing to be nice. Hey, I got you a couple of clubs. You know, I knew that one of my relationships was over. Here's Here's one of the... Telltale signs. I'm very fortunate that I've had men that like love me to death. Like they took care of me. They took care of me in a sense of like you know physically, spiritually, and anything that I needed because they knew that if I was asking for something, that it was a big deal. But they took pride in saying, "Here, I got you some sneakers. I know you were an eight and a half. You know, I know it's not much, but this, this, and this. I got you, you know, the coffee that you like. I got <laughs> funny thing gift card at Starbucks because I know you drink that and not the shit at Tim Hortons." You know, and so I knew 
you know, in every single one of my relationships when the shit was over because if I say I'm sick, and that was the other thing, I was very sick, I had sinus infection, well, close to a sinus infection. If I say I'm sick, the first thing anybody that cares about me is going to say is, do you need anything? Not, uh, stay away from me, right? That's not love, right? I understand that. I know what that looks like. You know, if I'm congested, you know, and I was at work the one day, my nose was like a fucking faucet. Like, I'm talking about, like, the shit, you know, and that's what happens when you take your Claritin and whatever. And the lady that I work with, little Ethiopian lady, I came back off break, because I don't bring money with me to work or anything like that, and I'll, you know, get stolen. And um, she said, you know what, honey? She said, I'm going to go get you some cough drop, and I'm going to go get you a tea with lemon and honey. Now, that's all I needed. You're talking about less than $5. You know, this lady made my whole year. You know, because when I needed somebody, it was her that was there, you know. So if I was dealing with somebody and you were unable to do that, that's going to make me look at you funny, especially since you were somebody that took care of me before. That's letting me know that you don't give a fuck about me. You're just biding your time. You're just investing your time because you feel like you was already here. The relationship is over. You know, when we get to a place where a man, listen, let me tell you another incident. So, like, say I'm chilling, right, and... I haven't eaten for the day because I was sick or whatever, whatever. And I tell you I'm hungry. And you don't ask me, well, what did you want to eat, right? All I would have said was some french fries or some soup. I wouldn't have said, you know, I want to go out. I'm much more interested in spending time with my beloved, you know. But if the motherfucker will let you sit there and starve, he don't give a fuck about you, right? I got an even better one. So he goes and gets himself something to eat. You know, y'all out of town, whatever. He goes and gets himself something to eat, comes back, eats it in your face, and then A, didn't offer you any, and B, didn't even call to ask you, did you want something? He don't give a fuck about you. This is not I forgot or whatever because this is, you know, these are people that should know you if you've been with them in long-term relationships or whatever, whatever. You know, if, if you're in the beginning stage of the relationship, that's when you're able to redirect and say, you know, hey, next time you, you around some goddamn muffins or you around some eggs with a turkey bacon, you know, call me, motherfucker. Like, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I would do the same for you. And then you got to understand that some people don't fuck with you the way that you think they do. They're invested because they want, they have motives. They want something, right? And then once they get whatever it is they want, whether it's control, whether it's, you know, looking some type of way. Me, I get so turned off by the slightest thing right now and the energy. If it's bad, I have to go. And I had to tell somebody quite recently that the energy that you're feeling is actually your karma. It's not mine. That's not all that negative shit. It's not my energy. It's the karmic reaction of the universe getting ready to whoop your motherfucking ass because you are not doing what you're supposed to do. Whenever you are, I don't care what nobody fucking say, whenever you are not in alignment with who the gods want you to be, you're going to fucking suffer. So if you out here smoking crack and doing shit you ain't got no business doing, oh, you just, it's a life of hell. It's like you in a different realm. It's like the fucking matrix. Like, bitch, I can't even see you right now. I don't even know. Let me stay the fuck away from you with your bad look ass. You know what I'm saying? Let let me go sit my ass down and stay the fuck away from you because it's already looking like, you know what I'm saying, World War Three coming for you. You know, because you don't honor your commitments with people with time. You know, people forget time is an investment. You know, like I said, you know, my one homeboy, you know, we cool, whatever, whatever. You know, when he comes to town, whatever, super sweet. But if you call me 
at 2.30 and then be like, oh, I'm getting ready to get out this meeting. And then I don't hear from you until 9.30 talking about where you at. Bitch, I'm not responding to that text message. <laughs> I'm in my motherfucking bed. And it has been an absolute joy to be able to just be sleepy and go to fuck the bed at 10 o'clock because that's how exhausted and motherfucking tired your girl is. You know what I mean? I'm not interested in, in who's at the club. I'm not saying that my soulmate might, you know, might not be at the club. I'm just saying where I'm at in life right now, he probably ain't at the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? He in the house tired as fuck just like me, you know. So as you continue out your 2018, just make sure that your relationships with your friends and everything else, and that's another thing, friendships too. There are some friendships where, you know, I was the sponsor, and, you know, you look at the situation and you're like, oh, that'll be the last time. You know what I mean? Some people don't have any cool. They wasn't raised right. They wasn't raised to know certain etiquette when you do things. That's okay. But I'm not the one to teach you that. You know what I'm saying? You could, Like they say, you could pay for school, but you can't buy classes. It's not it's nothing I could do. So I enjoyed my weekend. You know, I've been trying for brunch next month we got. Because I promised myself that instead of wearing myself thin, that I was going to basically just try to do something once a month. That was kind of just a little bit lavish, but just, you know, to keep me on my toes and let me know, like, everything is good. You know what I mean? So this month it was that. I pretty much got everything planned out all the way up till September, my once a month, you know, thing that it is I do. And hopefully by the time we're on the show next week we'll be re-releasing the book. You know, my homegirl's birthday is coming up, so we got, you know, something special I'm planning to do for that. The pictures are going to be amazing. If you're not following me, follow me at Scott. The page is back uh, private again just because, you know, I don't, I don't need lurkers and, you know, motherfuckers trying to get on, you know, my uh, trying to get on the page to look for shit to fucking argue about, and I'm just... I'm really not trying to hear that. So I am going to bid you guys adieu. Valentine's Day is coming, which is also around tax time. You know, Valentine's Day is not the same for everybody. So although I love flowers, I hate that they inflate the price before, you know, Valentine's Day. Um, If you guys are familiar, go to LaFleur. Our Venus and Floor bouquets is on Instagram. They have flowers that last a year. Minimum buy, like if you get like a nice little 16 roses, whatever, give or take about two, you know, two ninety nine, about three hundred to four hundred dollars. The largest one that they have is fifteen hundred. And I'm just telling you this because the flowers last for a year. So if you're like me and you don't like flowers, I'd rather have something like that. Um, you know, just to look at and to be able to say, you know, this person really cares about me, whatever they thought about me. But I'm so against Valentine's Day and what it stands for in the sense of you should be showing me that you love me and that you care about me every day. And it doesn't always mean that it's going to be good, but when you're in a situation where you need people, you know, and you have a bunch of yes people around you, you're never going to prosper because no one's going to call you on your bullshit and you think that your shit is just greater than everyone else's shit. When in reality, everyone else is living better than you because they're at peace, if that makes sense. You know, I'm at total peace with however any situation, friendship, relationship, whatever, ends because I know that my intention was good. 
you know, my intention, and, and listen, one thing about me, I spoil my men. If I'm with somebody, like, they're spoiled. But the minute that you tell me, like, oh, I'm dating other people and I'm doing this, I'm doing that, oh, no, nah, that's not my job. you community property, and you get treated as such. Yeah, I might, you know, like 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 a whole said, might light your wrist, but that about it, might buy your crisp. Like, that, that's really it. And if you think that that's something, like, God bless you, because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, it's on a daily basis that I have to resist the urge to gorilla pimp the shit out of motherfuckers because I'm like, no, I'm not. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel like having to answer my phone. and you know. But what I don't do is I don't, as a woman, um, not anymore, accept gifts from a man that I have no intentions on being with because that, too, is how you end up on Snapped. You know, and you girls got to be careful when you're doing that because when you're accepting the gift, you're accepting everything that comes along with the gift. You want a Cartier watch, go buy one. You want that new Tecmar black Rolex with the green lighting, you know, about 18 grand. You know, maybe you buy it or maybe, you know, if you accept that watch from somebody, y'all should be in love. Because if not, $18,000 is a lot to put on somebody's wrist that you don't fuck with like that. You know, and granted, you know, 18000 to some people is no money, right? But it's the intent. That's why I say you have to be careful with your intentions. It's the intent behind if a man gives you a gift like that. doesn't mean he's expecting some punani right then and there. It just means that he's saying, okay, now we got his and hers. Now what? You know, there are men that are going to miss the ball every time you throw it to him. And then there are men that are going to catch it every time you throw it to them. Be with the guy that wants to catch you every time. You know, that that that's that's what I need. You know, I, I need a very specific type of man. And people say, oh, you're never going to do this, you're never going to do that. Look, if I want to be in a relationship right now, I could be in a relationship. I choose not to be in a relationship because it just it doesn't do me any good right now. I don't need a sponsor. I don't need an investor. So what exactly is your purpose here, sir? Well, what is it that you're trying to do? Because unless you're going to teach me something that I don't know in business or give me some type of model or give me some type of, you know, act right, I can't fuck with you. And people keep forgetting that those act rights cost money. You want to keep a motherfucker a secret and you want her to act right. I mean, rule number one, it's, it's, it's 101, it's right there. You got to pay for that. You know what I mean? And there's too many of these dudes out here getting away with running through all these young girls because all they want is a thought box and some biscuits and, you know, put a little groceries in the house for a little, little Ray Ray. I'm I'm not this way. Like, if I'm going to invest in my man, it's going to be like, well, shit, can I buy in for half the rice paddy field? You know what I mean? Like, just on some dumb shit. Like, yo, I just wanted to say I own a rice paddy field. What the fuck? Like, I couldn't even believe I was having this conversation with somebody that I know, like the back of my hand. That's attractive and it's intriguing. Teach me something, Bobby. Teach me. Because I'm tired of getting into situations and I have to invest all this time, you know, or I'm sponsoring trips or I'm sponsoring, you know, things to do. And motherfuckers be like, oh, this isn't it. Look, I'm fired from a sugar mama. Motherfucker can't get shit off me. You get gifts maybe twice a year. Okay. But that's due to, you know, in the past due to certain, you know, situations. If that's my dude, my dude, oh, shit. I ain't got to post it on the gram because it, it would be ridiculous. You know, but my track record speaks for itself. But you ain't going to go speak to the motherfuckers that I treated properly and that they'll tell you they fucked up. So in closing, it's always better to have a partner, somebody that can go to war with you, somebody that do not fucking play when it comes to you. If a man would disrespect you, over some pussy, 
he's going to disrespect you over anything else. He's going to always choose whatever vices it is over you. And you have to be cognizant of that and just say, that's just who that person is. Don't mean I hate him. It just means you move funny, so I'm going to move hilarious. I'm going to move out your way while you do what you do. So I'm going to leave you guys with a very appropriate song. I love this song by Miguel. I love him and Nazanin's, you know, relationship, if you guys aren't uh, following the platinum life. But I love it. Don't.